Welcome to the Bridge of Two Podcast. Okay. Oh, we are here. Oh, are we live? We are live. Oh man, no warning at all. Nope. We're we're pros now. (laughs) Welcome everybody. Welcome to the Bridge Cave. Does that work? <laughs> There's a bridge. This is a cave where the bridge is made, or is this? No, I could. Or is this where the bridge? No, the bridge comes and through the waterfall and lands in the cave, the bridge cave. <laughs> What's the point of having a cave behind a waterfall if you just have a bridge that goes through it, though, or to it? Because it doesn't hide the doesn't hide the cave anymore. Maybe this is just it does. this is just the cave. The bridge lifts the, up. This is the cave where the bridge crew hides out when yeah. they're not on the bridge. Right. That's why it's called the bridge cave. <laughs> but it'd be cool if they're like well in uh spoiler for Rhythm of War, the fourth bridge. Literally a flying bridge. <laughs> That's like perfect. That's true. I forgot about that. Like it's like Brandon Sanderson read our hearts it's like <laughs> i don't know brandon sanderson was writing rhythm of war and it's like you know what this story needs a flying a bridge. flying bridge <laughs> and you know what bridge two is here for it we support the flying bridge we support all bridges that fly if you are a flying bridge we support you we support you no matter what you're engaged in <laughs> <laughs> Whether you're flying or you're in a cave, we support you. <laughs> or you're just a regular bridge that can fly, but at the current present time is just just bridging. Oh, I actually don't support regular distances. bridges. Sorry. Well, anyway, let's not get you know prejudice and <laughs> bridges. Let's not divide the fan base here. Oh yeah, <laughs> only flying bridges. Not flying bridges. Flying bridges. Not flying bridges. You filthy regular bridges. Wabbit season. <laughs> Fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. So, how are you? Long pause. <laughs> I'm good. How about you? It's uh, weird good. we don't have our, our other two on today. No, we, on. we don't have our wives. We're back down us. to a bridge of two. They, they were both they're both at the same thing it's true so well you know what i like it better this way anyway oops <laughs> <laughs> cut that cut that <laughs> i don't know we're a lot we're sitting a lot closer than we have been i'm just not that's sure true if i like that just kidding you don't like being close to me i missed it no. Aw, <laughs> we're back in the bridge cave <laughs> otherwise known as my kitchen slash dining room <laughs> you know your apartment has better like sound doesn't well it's just because of the carpet i feel my my dining room you know it's the wood table the walls the tile glass behind us it's just very echoey we also don't have the yeah it's also smaller in here too right a little more tighter so yeah it's just a little bit better quality i do have a menace here though so we do (laughs) we have a little a little menace. A little Hellcat. <laughs> hey, Hellcat. There you go. Shout out. Shout out. To me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
How's how you been? Uh, doing well. Doing well. We had a had a little family trip. We got back from very nice. Very it was, nice. Was fun. It was in the twenties at night. Oh, that sounds wonderful, though. It was, except that the heat wasn't working in the cabin. But we knew that it wasn't like we got there and found out. We were just like, we'll just do fires in the fireplace and have 10 blankets. We brought extra blankets and the kids were sleeping in sleeping bags. You were just really living that fantasy so, experience. It sort of felt like it, man. It was right on a lake. It's a like a log cabin. Did you have a broadsword on your hip at all times? <clears throat> had a hatchet. Oh, that works. That, that, I, Cause I, had to go, I had to go out and like process, you know, like kindling. I had to like, you know, chop wood down it so man. that it could... St- you know, for Firestarter and went went to the store and bought some newspapers for, like... You were doing Firestarter. so good. I know. You're just so good until you said well, you went to the well, it, But if you imagine that it's like a post-apocalyptic world, you could still go to the, That's the store. True. That's true. And break a window and then take did some you, newspapers. Did you break a window? No, I didn't get the chance. <laughs> The you, window. You were looking for the opportunity, but it didn't the arise. sliding glass door. This not sliding glass. The uh, the automatic door opened right as, as my elbow was oh, about to plunge through. It. <laughs> well, you still got in, so yeah. Sometimes electricity is still working in a post-apocalyptic. That's true, world. especially in the game that I haven't played recently. Um, but I got. I was thought about that game a lot while I was making fires. Uh, it's called The Long Dark, and it's a survival game. Oh. In the like Alaskan North, oh, and or maybe it's in Canada. I mean, they're like the same place. Yeah, maybe <laughs> they're yes, they're next to each other. You're Just right. offended both Canadians and Alaskans. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're just dividing fan bases all over. This today. is my goal tonight, apparently. Um, but in that game inexplicable well there there's like a big storm and knocks out power but then there's like these um this weird phenomenon happening with the northern lights and then the the northern lights are out and then like all of a sudden electricity is working and huh yeah anyway i I haven't beat the game but sounds sounds interesting yeah i've never been the biggest fan of like post-apocalyptic survival games why? Just haven't. I'm a. I, I don't know. I'm but kind why? of. It's changed a little bit. I wasn't a big fan of survival games in general. Yeah. Um. I'm a big. I'm a stickler for story. It has a story, so it's. I'm. I'm. Let me rephrase that. I'm a okay. stickler for linear stories. Okay. Um. I don't like. Up until recently, I didn't like getting a lot of. I don't like free will in video games. I don't like being given the option to go do things because then I won't do the story. Okay. <laughs> um, that has changed in the past like couple months, actually. I've been playing more open world games and I've been enjoying just exploring. And I think I blame my wife for that because I've been watching her of Breath plays, of the Wild. I've been watching her play Zelda and just literally just spend hours walking around yeah. and trying to find stuff. And I was like, that sounds really relaxing. And then I started doing it with Assassin's Creed Origins. And I was like, wow, this is really relaxing. Yeah. I can just explore and find new things. Just exist. And so I'm actually, <clears throat> I'm doing it now with Gotham Knights. I've like barely touched the story, <laughs> but I'm having yeah. a good time. So that's changed a little bit recently. New World has also kind of made me a little bit more into like a survival because there's a lot of crafting involved there. Right. And I do enjoy 
enjoyed collecting crafting materials and i i don't know why i mean there's a specific type of survival game i've played different ones and tried different ones and they don't all stick i don't stick with them all you know there's like a certain level of it being a little bit too dependent on just everything you Mm. have to do everything Mm -hmm. that it can get too grindy and too just take too much time the long dark is kind of a good balance between there's there is like a there's a storyline and there's like there's actual like objectives you know that you have to do in certain areas and also but then also you're it's very atmospheric and i don't know it just just, it just strikes this really good balance um anyway i'll have to check it out the long dark you said it is yeah if you were if it's ever on sale you know and you were kind of curious about it I'll look up a video, check it out. Yeah. Maybe we'll see. Or that, yeah. I've got too many games as it is to play, but... Um, yeah. So, speaking of games to play, what are you playing right now? <laughs> I'm playing, uh... Oh, man, I have been playing Assassin's Creed Origins. I think I mentioned that last podcast. Yes. I was playing that up and until a few days ago when Gotham Knights came out. Gotham cool. Knights, the new Batman, Bat Family game. The new Batman game without Batman in it. And boy, when they say Batman's dead, they legitimately mean that he's dead. They kill him off in the first cutscene. <laughs> really? He's actually dead. Um, uh, don't. I, 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 won't, I won't spoil it. Yeah, I mean, I it's, it's, you could probably look up the first cutscene. I mean, it's literally like the cutscene for the opening of the game. Okay. Um, but I've really, I'm really enjoying. I was a little iffy about it at first, the first like night I played it. But I think I was like really tired, and I've been watching reviews, and a lot of the reviews are like negative, all negative, and so I kind of twisted my mind a little bit. But the more, when I came back yesterday and was playing it, and I think, and today when I was playing it, I am just having such a blast running around stopping crime as, like, Nightwing or Red Hood. Um, The story actually seems intriguing so far. I like the side stuff of, like, different villains. Like, I've been chasing down Harley, and you actually have to do, like, investing. Uh Uh-oh. Whoa. (laughs) Investigation type things. Um, Right. So, that was, that. it's just been fun. I've been really enjoying it. That. they can i have a feeling that if hopefully they'll they'll stick with it and like provide updates for it and make it better yeah i know they're already planning on doing like a four-player co-op update type thing cool um it is two-player co-op someone actually jumped into my some random guy jumped into my game today um and it like trashed my frame rate so oh no (laughs) um so i kicked him (laughs) but um it it was fun playing them for a second we did have a little thing um, I just don't think my game was ready. I mean, anything was ready for. I probably had to change a few settings to make everything oh, go like, good. And I think they have to do. I think settings. I think the common thing. I think they're gonna need to do some updates. Yeah, I mean, I've heard some people talking about like uh, stabilization updates and things, a few patches, and it'll probably get a lot better, especially for the consoles, which is where it sounds like it's the roughest. Yeah. Um, us PC master race uh, people. Yeah, that'll be. Just making so much noise over here, knocking my ring of power. Yeah, I am. Um, but I'm really enjoying it. I'm actually really, I am excited for the story. But this is one of those new open world. I was like, I was just saying, an open world game where I'm enjoying just running around exploring. There's a few collectibles. You have like batarangs that are laid out around the city. Uh, other than that, been reading uh, Shadows of Self, the second book of oh, Mistborn yeah. Era Two. I, I realized today that I'm halfway through. When I looked at percentage on my Kindle, halfway through it. Nice. Well done. 
Love it. I'm loving it. Um, I won't spoil anything, but I like some of the things that they bring back. They're bringing back into this. Some of the characters. Yeah. Um, oh. oh. Or type of characters. Oh. Actually, there's a really fun, there's a really cool interaction with Wax and a character that I can't wait for you to read and talk about. Okay. So I'm enjoying reading that. I started Andor, watched the first three episodes. Okay. Um, It's good so far. I'm enjoying it. It's slow, I heard. It starts off slow so far. I've like someone done through. So it's. I've seen a good bit of the first episode. Definitely start. The first episode definitely started off slow. Where he shoots the guy point blank. Um. Yeah. I was like, oh. Yeah, that's when I was like, okay, this is a this is not your not your average Star Wars show. Yeah. <laughs> He's just executing oh. people. Whew. Like Dark Han. Um, I do like the story. I like that aspect of it. it does just like Rogue One, it's a little bit darker and grittier. Yeah. I like Andor as a character, Cassian Andor. Mm. Um, so I'm I'm gonna continue watching it. I, I am I like it enough to continue watching it. My dad says it's great, so him and I have similar tastes in Star Wars. So. Yeah. Right. Um, let's see, other than that. There was something else I was doing, but I cannot remember what it was. I'm trying to draw again. I haven't been drawing enough. So I'm trying what to draw. You, what are you trying to draw? I did a Halloween character last year. Yeah, I remember. Instead that. of doing Inktober, because I can never. Why isn't that framed and like hung up somewhere? Right it's now? on Instagram, so it's kind of framed. <laughs> um. So, but it's been a year, and so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to draw the character again, but different, and see if there's any if I've improved at all, which so far I haven't. But <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, so I'm working on that. Yeah. Um trying to do a different Same pose. pose? Oh, no, nah, different, different pose. pose. Making it more an, an action scene. Yeah. An action pose. I'll I'm show you later. I'd be up for that. Um because I need to be I need just need to be drawing more. I'm not drawing enough and it's upsetting. So I got upset when I kinda once again had to nix Inktober. I just have such a hard time being able to commit to a drawing a day and i yeah i'm still slow with my drawings too so it's like an actual process some people can knock that stuff out 30 minutes to an hour but like right and maybe if i just didn't care so much like didn't worry so much about the outcome it wouldn't yeah. be as bad but i don't know yeah but i mean ultimately just figure out the the method of consistency that works for you you know because it can be counterproductive to, you know, try to force yourself into this this one thing that, mm-hmm. you know, is just going to make you feel more stressed out. Stressed out and like, like almost like give you the wrong reward. Like, you know, what I mean? like the like positive and negative mm-hmm. uh, reinforcement. It's like if every time you come to something to writing or drawing, you've come away frustrated then it's almost like you're like training yourself to be to like avoid it almost so yeah you got to figure out what kind of gives you that positive reinforcement when you're doing it give yourself a little treat yeah sadly i've been in that negative not wanting to draw because i keep getting frustrated just gotta figure out your drawing psychology i do i took a such psychology class i should be able to figure this out you should (laughs) i still need to finish yeah I need to finish a couple of the drawings here too. I gotta stop looking at my drawings now. So now I'm like, I need to finish this and this and that. I have so many drawings that are unfinished on my iPad. Just pick one and just be like, I'm gonna finish this drawing and just work on it. No. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been up to, Josh? What's new with me? Uh, yeah, what's new with you? Well, 
I've been reading a book called Shadows of Self, too. Dude, you copycat. <laughs> I started it before you, barely. <laughs> I think I started, started it day. the day before you, which I shouldn't. I should have been reading it all along. Anyway. You gotta, you're going to have to blast it out, man. I know. Because I know we're both reading it to get caught up. For, to, I'm doing a reread, and you're actually first time, first time yeah. reading it to get ready for uh, the Lost Metal coming out in November. Yeah, because I'm sure... Well, I don't know if he'll do re- he may do a reading from it. I would yeah, I would be I wouldn't be surprised if he did a reading from it during the launch party. I don't know. Anyway, I, yeah, I just don't want to I don't want to have to like hold myself back from anything at the conference, but so yeah, I'm I'm Finish not it. as far as you. Finish it. It's not hard. It's such an easy read. It is an easy read. Uh, I'm on part 2, so I'm on, on chapter 5. But um I'm sorry. I do need to I do need to pick it up. And I mean I'm I am planning on like wherever I'm at with it on the f- like when we're traveling there I'm going to be like just listening mm-hmm. to, to it like as much as I can. Like I'm cramming for test. <laughs> but um you actually like so. I could probably listen to like one book on the flight. You definitely to need to finish it though. But like if you plan on going to the, the launch party, because I don't know if he'll do let spoilers happen, but I assume he will. But there's like a major thing that happens in the in the end of the third, uh, like the very okay. end of the third book. So like it's not like, and it's yeah. major, like it's something you don't want to like have spoiled for you. Okay. So you definitely gotta just gotta get myself to get into it. Yeah. Um. But. So yeah, but I'm enjoying it when I'm reading now. Good. And um. Definitely looking forward to going to utah in a couple weeks a few weeks me too um and i mean i'm playing shadow of war still i'm enjoying it i'm just i'm just enjoying it as a game you know and i mean i i do enjoy some of the lord of the ring aspects of it but i'm not like there, there's just you know th- th- there's a tone to it that i is just not very tolkien mm. you know that um and so I don't love that, but I, I have gotten, you know, invested enough that I'm like, oh, that'd be a cool work to get for my, for no, my, my party, you I know, see. for my, for my, you know, because you, each region you're like trying to conquer. And, and so you're, you're starting to see the different, um, captains in that region, you know, and they have, they're so diverse, all the different, um, Things that they're weak to have advantage over, special abilities and things like that. So you can f- you'll find them and you'll be like oh, that one. That'd be really cool to have that one on my team, you know. Um, so it's cool. You can make one your bodyguard. You'll be like about to get killed by. There's always this. Whenever you get down to like zero health, there's always this cutscene, somewhat in-game cutscene moment where the orc is like getting ready to deliver the to killing blow and you can either do like a reaction save only you only get a couple of those before Mm -hmm. you actually get killed in the same fight or if you have a bodyguard the bodyguard will just swoop in and like save you um so that's cool i actually had a bodyguard that saved did that for me like four or five times and then when that bodyguard that bodyguard died during a a siege where where we took over this um castle 
And I actually like felt a little sad no. that this orc bodyguard, because he had saved me so many times. I think his name, like he ended up getting the name like, uh, savior. Oh <laughs> like, my gosh. <laughs> like something savior, whatever his, whatever his orc name was. That's funny. Anyway. So it, it within its own like internal lore and consistency, it's fun and it's, it's a good game, you know? It's fun getting all the different loot and you can level it up by doing these different like quests mm-hmm. and then it'll actually like look different and um, yeah, it's cool. So Sweet. enjoy that. Um, other than that, I do want to mention, did you see that there, you know, Brandon Sanderson has been like alluding to he's working on some kind of Hollywood project, mm-hmm. either movie or show. Mm-hmm. Did you see that he kind of either either it was a miss he misspoke or he inadvertently confirmed that it's going to be a movie? I did not see that. So, or I guess in theory, like everyone's like. In theory, it could be a completely separate project that and he that that's also a movie, but I I don't think that's what he was saying. But he just wasn't doing some uh, live stream or video, and he was ta- oh he was doing his weekly update. And he okay. was talking about why the secret project for um like draft like he, he's doing like a revision draft on it, and he's saying he should have been further along with it. But he had uh, some movie stuff um, get sent to him that he had to work on, and it took like two days, two of his two up two of his, his days, days for the for that that he would have been spending on that. And so everyone's like, "Oh, so it's a movie? It's not a show." Yeah, everyone's just jumping on. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> so anyway, it's all misdirection. He did that on purpose. It could be he, like a, it could it could be non Cosmere, but I want to think it's Mistborn. And I also don't necessarily think that that means it's a movie. It could have just been a... I it mean, could, I sometimes would re- like refer to like TV shows as like movie stuff. Right. He could have just been like saying it in a general way, not really thinking... Because he does that where he says things and everyone parses it out. And he's like, well... Yeah. That being said, I also think it's going to be Mistborn. Yeah. Whatever he's working on. Well, he's, always, he's, he's always said that that's where he would want to start the Cosmere mm-hmm. Cinematic Universe, the CCU. The CCU. <laughs> This man is just too um, much. We talked about. Did we yeah. talk about last episode of of them adding um of Dan Wells being added to the to the list to the to the roster I don't know of authors? If we did. I don't think we did. Well, that's exciting news. I think that's. Didn't. I don't know if that was. I don't know if that was had happened yet. Well, if we didn't, that's exciting. Yeah, I'm so a happy. Another author for for the Cosmere. That's just gonna be. It's gonna be so interesting. Yeah, I'm like really excited to see what's gonna happen and the collaborations they're gonna do and. And the books that Daniel's going to come out with. Yeah, I think, yeah, he's just, I think he's doing a great job of, Brandon Sanderson's doing a great job of, like, you know, trying to make sure that, that, he, he, like, he knows that things can happen, and rather than, um, what happened with Robert Jordan happened, where his wife kind of decided, you know, to to try and find someone to finish it and and they happen to get some, yeah, someone who did a good job like Miranda he's Sando. he's trying to put in place the pieces to to kind of know that the cosmere will continue if it'll continue happens. and it'll continue 
in the way he wants, wants it, it to. to. You know, it won't just become like um, Conan the Barbarian or these these like properties that they just kind of get remade and redone over and over and over again, like hundreds of years, a hundred years after they were originally written or just, you know, like, so. Think about this. Okay. Okay. A hundred years from now, the Cosmere, (laughs) Dragon Steel, and the Cosmere and all that could be like another Marvel. Like its own universe where like kids are reading the books and there's movies and TV shows. Like how Marvel is now where there's all these characters, these storylines, blah, blah, blah. And I mean, that could be the Cosmere to an extent. I hope it'd be sooner than that. Do you you mean like when it's that big of a... I know what I'm saying, like, like enterprise, like, let's say like Marvel and DC have been a thing for like a hundred years, roughly. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, that those started back in the 19, uh, yeah, I see what whatever. You mean. like, yeah. And we just have like a billion games and you know, it just, oh. it's just interesting. To we think that, like, will be dead in a hundred years. Well, I'm just saying that it's interesting. <laughs> well, you might be dead. Unless we find, so, unless we, we, uh, become cognitive shadows. <laughs> You know who won't be dead are wives, because apparently they have really good genetics. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> we will be cognitive shadows. I kind of glossed over that. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, no, I I think it... I, I, I almost think that it's too big to fail, in a way. Like, Brandon... Like, oh, be careful, don't say that. You're jinxing him. You're jinxing that's, that's it. It's going to fail. <laughs> These secret novels are going to be trash. (laughs) Mistborn book four is going to be awful. Stormlight's going to end terribly. Oh my gosh! I guess that I guess that would be the the only way in my the only way in my mind for thing it to not take off in a cultural way like you know Middle Earth or Marvel or Harry Potter or whatever is is if he just like bombed. Like, if he if he started bombing, if books started bombing, you know, that's the, I, that's the only way because it's just the he's setting things up so carefully and making sure he's going to be like stewarding all these different projects and stuff and getting people like Dan Wells to be a part of it and just seems like it does seem he's also just playing a little bit closer to the chest than like a Marvel or DC where those got sourced out like they're comic books they got sourced out to a lot of different people a lot of different characters were made by different people I think Brandon Sanderson is still gonna head you know obviously he's still obviously gonna head the Cosmere and he's gonna very he's gonna vet the people he does let in yeah no I think yeah he's he well he's got a philosophy of art that that if I'm stating this somewhat correctly, he's got a philosophy of art uh, that like it's not just author authorial intent, mm-hmm. but that what the audience sees in it has like some validity. And so like, I feel like he feels responsible for, he re- feels responsible more than just saying, get what I can get out of this. And hopefully it's good enough. If it's not, I don't really owe anyone anything. And I'm not that everyone thinks that way, but I just think he, he just has a more, a little bit more of an altruistic view of his, of his work that it doesn't just belong to him that he, yes, he's going to, he, he's stewarding it. Like, I, I think that's kind of the way he views it. It's like, he's stewarding it. He needs to do a good job, take care of it, you know, make sure that it doesn't become 
you know, a bad adaptation, all these things. So we should make our own Cosmere. We should. Let's do it. We can get Caleb involved hey, in maybe, it. Maybe it started. Maybe it did. Maybe Hunting Misfortunes That's what I'm saying. is the Elantrist. Oh my gosh. Holy cow. We, can, we should do it. I mean, oh no. Don't bite that. You'll get a nice little taste. Electricity. Why are you such a menace? What are your thoughts? On there's going to be like a ba- there's going to be like a like Kyrie's greatest hits from this episode. What are your what are your thoughts on the Cosmic Kyrie? <laughs> Where's Sora when you need him? Come save this cat. <laughs> All right. What do you say we take a break, grab some drinks? Yeah, we'll and talk. come back and talk about the finale. Finale rings of rings power. Snap. I need an air horn. all right we'll be back are we back we're back we're back with some sodas that a guy gave you just walked up to you gave you some sodas my neighbor my new neighbor from over yonder ah um knocked on my door once didn't know he was my neighbor He's they're, real, they're they're new they're new just like a person. Uh, well, here. He, and he go, well, he said he was just like he was like, "Hi, I'm your neighbor." Um, had a southern accent. He goes, ah. um, he goes, we saw we saw you and your wife walking around. He says, "You guys seem like the most like our age and the most normal around here." So we decided to come by. I wanted to come by and say hi, introduce myself, and your neighbor if you need anything. He's like, "Here, I also wanted to give you a couple sodas from Kentucky." You know, um, huh. so these are some sodas from apparently from I think it was Kentucky at least. Don't trust that guy. Um, it's called it's, Original Ski. No. Lemon Orange. Authentic citrus soda since 1956. Listen, watch out for that guy. Real lemon juice. Real orange juice. Real citrus taste made with the same authentic flavor since 1956. They are kind of weird because they're, I'm pretty sure their computer is outside in the, like, you know, our porch has a little closet. I think for sure they have their computer set in there. Because if you look out there, there's a light shining from there. It looks like a computer light. Either that or they're growing weed, which could be possible. Huh. But here's the reason you shouldn't trust them. Why? Bottled under the authority of the Double Cola Company, Chattanooga, Tennessee. Oh, maybe it was Tennessee then. Sold you a bill of goods. Okay, so maybe it was Tennessee that he said, <laughs> not Kentucky. Oh, okay. You think you you think you might have misheard or forgot? It's been it's been like over a month, so I've definitely forgot okay. already. So it probably might have been Tennessee. If it's Tennessee, it's all the same. Let's just you. walk up there and ask them. You just generalize all the Southerners. I do. You're like Kentucky, Tennessee. It's all the same. Just uh, just want to make you aware, Josh. Don't stand the can. It is normal for a small amount of fruit pulp to be seen through the presence of real lemon and orange juices. <laughs> that says real fruit pulp, <laughs> not fruit pulp. Oh man, it's got loads everything's soda. real. Everything is real in this thing. That's that's what I that's like. What about I mean. it. It's very all authentic real. and real. I like how big the word "real" is on the side. Real, 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 juice, real made. Real orange juice. Real citrus taste. It's like it's 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 like they're trying to say something that it's not real. Like this is the only thing that's real. Like other drinks don't have real lemon juice or real orange juice. They don't. Juice, or real citrus taste. Well, they don't. Well, right. Let's pop let's it open try and taste it. it. <laughs> I, I can go on. <laughs> Should I go on? 
We need to get to this week's episode. I don't know. Let's not rush it. Interesting. Smells very interesting. Let's let this episode breathe a little. Mind you, I haven't had a soda in like two years. I mean, you have energy drinks. That they're not the same thing, Josh. (laughs) They just have less caffeine. I mean, what's the difference? (laughs) There's a big difference. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Just let me drink my soda. Okay. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Tastes like real lemon, real orange, and well, real uh, citrus taste. It's interesting. It's kind of low key. It is very low key. Like it actually reminds me of like other citrus Mm -hmm. sodas. Like it reminds me of Mountain Dew a little bit and Mm. Sprite. Sprite, yeah. Mellow Yellow, actually, Mellow Yellow probably the most. Interesting. It is. It's interesting. It tastes authentic. Original ski. Yeah. I mean it's it's not bad for no, sure. No, not at all. I don't I would you know um, if I drink soda I would drink. <laughs> original ski. Original ski. <laughs> Why is it called original ski? <laughs> I don't know. Why is it so funny? Oh my god! <laughs> I can't. What's in this? It's making me feel fun. I, <laughs> the, I just the the side. I just can't get over it. Like how proud it is. Anyway, sort of like Galadriel. Anyway, whoa. <laughs> that's a, that's a rough rough uh, segue. Sorry. Anyway, that was... Hmm. I'm going to drink it. Keep drinking it. This real original ski. Real lemon, real orange. Truly original. I found their website. <laughs> truly original. David Diet? Made. I like the made, like, I don't know why. According like, to Lauren, oh, it's literally the best stuff on the face of the earth. The taste is refreshing, citrus with perfect amount of fizz. Who's Lauren O? I don't know. Someone on his website. Is it like, Ooh, they have a are they flavor. quoting Twitter or something? I love it when things do that. Tropical flavor? Random person on Twitter says. Ooh, they have a new flavor coming soon. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> You're invested. Oh, invested like I was in the finale of oh. Rings of Power. Mm. Talk to me. Um. Okay. How? Because this is it? a podcast. <laughs> How, how's it going? <laughs> Having a good day? No. Um, We've done that part already. <laughs> <laughs> uh, gonna start it off with spoilers for anybody who has not seen the finale. We're just um, gonna scream all the spoilers just for just, 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> well, every time we start the second half of the show, it gets giggly. I don't know why. We're not even drinking. I don't know. I don't know. This we're drinking soda. We're just so looking forward. It to was. It was that white powder that we found. It was. We supposed huffed it. <laughs> well, now we sound like drug addicts. Great. <laughs> we didn't huff it. We just sniffed it. I was curious what it was. It's just sitting in next to my cat food. 
<laughs> um, mm, but yes, uh, spoiler warning for the finale and anything else of Rings of Power. R- just, rest of the show, yeah. Just and things that may may be book related that could be spoilers, yeah. Lord of the Rings so. lore. Be careful. Yep. So. The questions are pretty much answered, right? Sort of. Sort of. They're answered, and it's, I guess, more pop-up, maybe. Right. Yeah, some of the answers create more questions, which I think these showrunners wanted. Yes. They seem to like, you know, mystery and questions. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, I don't know how to get into it. I mean, uh, well, let's just start off with what are your, what were your thoughts of the finale? Like now that we've finished the entire show, it's it's. Let's do that. What are your thoughts on the show now that it's done? The the season. The season. What are your thoughts? Yeah, so I don't know. My thoughts on the season are everything in the show is good. Yes. I think that there were some pacing issues because of. The way they just, they wanted to tell the story in season one, they, they wanted to keep, they wanted us to kind of be dropped into a more, you know, day, whatever in the life of Middle Earth, whenever there's not the like impending threat of doom, just completely bearing down on you. I mean, there was definitely, um, there were definitely antagonists in the show and threats and things like that. And, and you could sort of see through, as the show went on, the, the actual, the actual threat taking, uh, shape because, you know, initially Galadriel is hunting Sauron, but everyone is like, why are you hunting Sauron? You know, he's like, done so. There's nothing like we're finding empty castles and we're, there's no sign of orcs or anything anywhere. And so, um, but then, you know, about midway in the, to the season, you started to really see the <clears throat> this threat uh, taking more clear shape in the form of Adar and the this like blight on the the tree of the elves that like signified to at least the High King that this means like our life is waning too um, because this is like a symbol of our life or something like that. So. Anyway, so I I I, uh, I don't know. I like I like that it was a little slow. I, I guess what I was trying to say, sorry, is that is because of it being not like this really well defined threat early on. I think that made it feel slower at times, and it made the stories that they were telling just um, not as unified mm. in what they were kind of all facing you know you had the harfoots are just facing trying to migrate and then this guy drops out of the sky and who is he and is he good is he bad you know and then you have galadriel and her thing trying to hunt sauron and elrond and we need i need to work on this project and you know so it's like it's it all was very felt disconnected initially and then a lot of those pieces kind of got pulled together there at the end in I think a pretty pretty satisfying way. I agree. But once again, um I think people I've heard people say and I can see the criticism of like, you know, going from this emotional beat 
in this one storyline and then cutting back over to this other storyline where there's a different, completely different um, thing happening and it undercutting some of the mm. emotional beats. Um, me personally, a lot of times I found that a lot, some of that refreshing, whereas like, you know, you come away from a really like hardcore heavy duty a tone to something more lighthearted. Yeah. I didn't necessarily mind that. Um, you know, I didn't mind getting pulled away to Elrond and Durin from some of the more heavy stuff. And they're just like friend bromance, you know, yeah. blossoming. Um, that bromance is my favorite part of the show. So, yeah. So, I mean, overall, I really like the show and I like the way they, I like the way they pulled it off, pulled, pulled it all together. Um, I think that, Nobody really knew what was going to happen in the last episode. <laughs> no, absolutely. And I think that maybe affects it. I think that a lot, a lot of people's opinions of the show are have been affected by just not knowing what they're supposed to be expecting and what's supposed to be happening. You know, contributing to that. Um, so I think like a rewatch is probably going to be and more enjoyable for a lot of people. Yeah, you know, especially knowing some of these big reveals at the end. It actually, I mean, like the big reveal of Halbrand. Yeah, um, that's gonna like completely change how you view how you view the, the show. show, and and it's gonna you know you're gonna have all these questions in your mind too of that character of like how much of this is deception and how much of this is real actual conflict, and I, which I think is interesting it makes his character more interesting. I think in in some ways, um, but yeah, I don't know. Definitely a lot left to happen in the show, and yeah, I'm sure I'm I'm sure that more more as we get into more a little bit more in depth, I'll have more thoughts. But I don't know. I kind of went on a little bit. How about you? What are you? What are your thoughts overall on the first season? Overall, I enjoyed. I really enjoyed it. Um, I agree with the pace. There's just seems like weird pacing things. I feel as much as I liked the last episode, I feel like. Like, specifically the Sauron reveal just felt weird. It felt kind of almost rushed, if that makes sense. That specific scene? Just the, that, or that whole it... part, of, that whole, uh, in the episode, just the, you know, now he's helping out the rings, now he's yeah. being revealed that he's Sauron. It just, it just seemed odd. It seemed like they were just trying to fit that in at the end of the season to kind of... Reveal him. Reveal him. Yeah. Instead of letting it kind of come naturally, like, maybe even to the next season. Um, which I understand they wanted, they probably wanted it done the first season, keep people hooked and everything like that. Yeah. Um, but it just felt a little off to me. Otherwise, I really, I mean, I don't really have many, too many issues with this show. I really enjoyed it. I didn't particularly mind the different cuts to different people. Um, like, cause like you said, like said it was kind of nice at, at times to, you know, we have like a serious scene with like Galadriel to cut to Elrond and Durin when they're bromance or the Heartfoot's doing their thing. The Heartfoot's grew on me. Yeah. Um, the stranger always intrigued me, and so I just always enjoyed those scenes. But ultimately, overall, like I, I really enjoyed the season. I'm really excited for the next season. Um, it doesn't surprise. It did not surprise me that Halbrand was Sauron. Yeah, by the end of the season, I, I feel like there was so many. I was having to really do gymnastics mentally to think of how it wouldn't be him. And it just, the more it closer it got, the more it, it just felt like it was him. It would feel weird if it was just some random person in the background that, that got revealed, yeah. you know, be like, I agree. So, so 
here's a question for you since we're talking about Sauron Halbrand that scene with him and Galadriel by the thing and he's explaining like she was like you tricked me and you did this and he was like no I wanted to stay in yeah. here I wanted to I told you that what I did was evil but you told me you told me that nothing I did could you know whatever yeah do you think he was being honest there do you think he genuinely was trying to <clears throat> I think he's I think a lot of what he's doing is gaslighting you know what I mean? Like, I think a lot of what he's doing is trying to convince, because he's, what he's trying to do in that scene is win her over. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he knew that was coming, because he kind of, he doesn't really try to shy away from it mm-hmm. once she pretty much points it out, which I liked, you know, that he wasn't, like, trying to, like, cover things up and, like, keep her from, or threaten her or anything like that. He just kind of, he just kind of, like, owns it. <clears throat> but, um... I think what he he had been trying, what he was trying to do all along is he was starting to see um, her as someone who could almost like, I don't know, balance him out the right way, right word, but <clears throat> just that he'd be more effective with her, with her at his side. And so I think in that I scene, huh? I ship it. Let's break the lore. <laughs> I want Galadriel and Sauron to be together. A lot of people do now. <laughs> Because they did, I mean, those two actors did have a lot of chemistry. Um, and I think that's a lot of why people's thought were th- feeling romance mm-hmm. when I don't think that's what they were trying to push. Um, I don't know, man. Sauron was getting, seemed like he wanted some, some, well, some something there at the end. Just yeah, saying. Maybe. I mean, <clears throat> he wanted her Adams had his side at, at, at the end of the day. But, um, I think that he, because he's trying to get her onto his side, I do think there's an aspect of him gaslighting where he's trying to manipulate her. And, mm-hmm. and even though it's, you know, he knows exactly how much he's hurt her. You know, he saw, I mean, he was there in that, in Numenor, right? Whenever she's like bleeding her heart out in front of him mm-hmm. and he's like i'm sorry you know about your brother and stuff whenever he's the reason he's dead so i i don't know i i think that i think there is an aspect of him that that, that maybe what he's saying about morgoth is true about morgoth he said like whenever morgoth was defeated it was like this clenched fist released from me i think there's an aspect of that that's true but i think there's an aspect of that uh, aspect of it too where he is more broken and more influenced by Morgoth than he realizes. realizes. And just everything he, even him thinking he's healing middle earth is, I think a, it's, it's a slanted view of the idea of healing. Right. It's like this slanted idea of this needs to be healed because it's not my view of what is, whole you know well not only that it seems like he kind of holds at the viewpoint of like this place needs to be healed or corrected and in order to do that i need to be in charge right. and basically enslave everybody else to everyone else's real because they can't be trusted to do the right thing right you know we see that in a couple of different forms of media of, of bad guys who are like they kind of have good intentions because they want to do right and like make the place better, but the way they want to go about it is so wrong because they're doing it the wrong way. Yeah. Well, think think about like uh, actually, it makes me think of like Teravangian in mm. with the diagram where you know he has this this when he is so he's so smart 
he can, in his mind, he can see how everything would be better if all these pieces fit exactly the way that he sees it. But whenever he's at that, that level, he has zero empathy, you know, <clears throat> and anything that would get in the way of that is completely discardable. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really where, what's who Sauron is. Yes. And uh, so I don't know if there's an aspect of his character that understands that and, and almost thinks that maybe if Galadriel's at his side, that she'll somehow balance him. Maybe. <clears throat> but <clears throat> I, I, but I don't think so. I think he, he ultimately, maybe he thinks that if she's at his side, it'll somehow re- in the eyes of like the Valar in the West, like redeem somehow be a re- make what he's doing view- viewed more redeemable or even the elves it almost be like we have any elves on your side because now you right. have one of them that because he wants to be he wants to be viewed favorably yes. like that is a sauron motivation like he does want to be seen as like the one true god like basically worshipped and served and everything and i really think that is where the rings of power whole idea comes from is that how he can <clears throat> ensure that he can kind of influence and dominate and draw together all these different people. But, um, so I think there's, I think he's, I think he's like almost self-deceived, like of, of his own nature to some degree where he, he's trying to manipulate her, but he also thinks that he really does want to, to turn out to re- be repentant or whatever. But you know what he's willing to, to go to, to do, to achieve it, you know, is limitless. Yeah. You know, so I think, and I, so I think there's an aspect of it too, where he's kind of using her as an excuse too, where it's like, if it wasn't, cause he even says, he even tips his hat to this a little bit before, before the full on reveal, whenever he sees her in the courtyard and she's already kind of getting suspect on him. And then he says, like, you know, you lifted me up. You did this. Da, 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 da. I'll never forget what you did for me. And then he leans close and kind of really creepily is like, and I'll make sure no one else ever forgets what you did for me either. So he's kind of like, you know, basically giving her the credit because if 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 she doesn't do what, go along with him and he goes down a dark he goes down the dark road he's going to completely just like blame blame it all on her so um yeah that's a long, really long answer but that's so going forward <clears throat> let's get our theory hats on a little bit um season 2 so obviously you have Adar chilling over in in Mordor. Do you think season two is going to be a little bit of almost like we're on the side of Sauron as he fights Adar? Do you think that's going to be a thing? You mean our like, like we're going to be following him as the protagonist kind of thing? Kind, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like there's like there'll be a you know obviously we have multiple little side stories. There'll be a side story of Sauron trying to retake Mordor from Adar. Or do you think they're going to join forces? Because Adar seemed like he very much did not like. Yeah, Sauron. I, Sauron obviously did not like Adar. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think that I w- I would think you know that it would be well that we'll almost be rooting for Adar. Like that that's kind of what I almost see happening because. <clears throat> but we just had this whole season of Adar being the straight a jerk. Yeah, but you know he's <clears throat> he ultimately his goals end with Mordor being a home for the orcs. 
you know, Sauron wants to impose his will over all of Middle Earth. But at this know? point, too, mm-hmm. now obviously we're coming from people who who have watched Star Wars. We know Sauron's bad, and not Star Wars. I'm not talking about Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I know that uh, Sauron's bad and all that, but. The way you've, I mean, you watched the first season. Yes, he comes out as Sauron and it's like, yeah, he's bad. But like, you could even see it of like, we, there's a, con- we all have a connection now to Halbrand. Right. So he still could be seen as like, he's trying to retake Mordor from Adar. Yeah. Um, and getting the orcs. I don't, I, I think, I think they're going to still, I think they're going to still keep Sauron and slash Halbrand. They're going to still keep him as kind of complicated. Yeah. As a, as like a anti hero type of thing. I don't even know if you call it anti-hero, but like, um, but just like that he has, you know, it's like you have lawful evil, right? Mm-hmm. Like he has a code. He has a morality to what he's doing, even if it's twisted. And I think there's some aspects of that where it will almost seem, well, think about like his whole thing about the weakness of your, of see the weakness of others and give them a means to master it. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's kind of what we're going to still see him do. I th- that's not like, I don't think that's at an end. Um, <clears throat> for one thing, they still have to make the rest of the rings of power. So that's my next thing was, do you think what's going to happen now is <clears throat> he's going to make his way back to Mordor. All the Southlanders still see him as King. He's King Halbrand. Yeah. Do you think he's going to take up that position <laughs> and he's going to play political games with the rest of the races? Cause obviously the rest of the rings of power get made. I think he is. So do you think it'll almost be a thing of like where you have these fields like Elrond and, and Gladriel who are like, no, he's Sauron, he's bad, but the rest of them would be like, well, he's just a king. So the showrunners have said that season one kind of sets up a the canon version of events. Like season one is almost like pre pre what we actually see in like the appendices of Lord of the Rings. And the season by the end of season two, it basically is like going to feel like a more canon story of what people are expecting. And I think that partly that's what that means is that like, cause that is like how it goes in the appendices like Sauron and Elrond and not Sauron, Galadriel and Elrond and Gilgalad are like, don't listen to Sauron. Don't, don't listen to this guy. He's Sauron or he's bad. And then, <clears throat> but the dwarves do a little bit. Celebrimbor does. Cause you notice there at the end, Celebrimbor doesn't know. Yeah. He was working with Sauron. Yes. Gladriel, only, Elrond, only Elrond really knows. And yeah, Elrond, like, yeah, Elrond kind of figures something out there at the end, but at that point, it's too late. And and Sauron was right. They were in a very tough spot. They did need those rings. And I think that does make, you know, that does, to me, <clears throat> I like that they did it that way. They justified, they made it like where it wasn't just like some elf, elves are just like, let's make some cool rings. And then there's a bad elf, like, let's make them powerful. Let's make some cool rings. (laughs) But what if we put power in them? (laughs) I mean, just like, because I... I I like the lore of the rings. I like the the lore that they have uh, around why the rings are being made. Right, that there is like a, there is this like kind of need for something. And then they're actually trying to explain a little bit, uh, you know, of why rings, you Mm -hmm. know. It starts out as a crown, which I think, <clears throat> I think the reason there was going to be two was because Sauron wanted was one for him and one for Galadriel. Mm. You know, it was it was that plan, that design that he was basically plan- thinking, I'm going to take these, you know, I'm going to get these, these going to be my rings. Galadriel's going to join me. Boom, we're good to go. 
Um, Gosh, imagine proposing with a ring of power. <laughs> how do you say no, right? Yeah, for real. Um, you know glad. how much I sacrificed? Gladriel did. <laughs> what? I said Gladriel said no. <laughs> well, sort of. Not really. Actually, yeah, she still gets a ring She said, power. we need to make three. Yeah, she's like, no, we're not going to do three. <laughs> three. <laughs> It was cool watching them be made, though. Yeah, I thought it was really cool. I liked, I liked that they had her put her dagger in. Like, I like the symbolism. Yes, of, I did too. For one thing, it's just cool to think, like, in, in, to like imagine. It's a little bit of headcanon because the dagger is not a thing in the book, but um, that these rings carry a piece of like her brother and that journey mm-hmm. of who she was in them. You know, um, so she can because she does become a ring bearer so she's kind of taking up that dagger again in a way mm-hmm. um just as a different kind of tool but um so i really like that and the mithril having the mithril you know in all of them is cool too to think that that's there's elrond's storyline kind of getting pulled into it wasn't it wasn't all for nothing yeah right um yeah i i, I mean i even though like you said for all of the Everything that kind of like led up to the episode being kind of like slower moving, very like paced out, it came together really fast mm-hmm. in in that last episode. But it it was interesting to see like them kind of like this brainstorming session happening and them you know trying to work it out. I liked how Gilgalad was more likable too in that episode, I, like him being more skeptical and like not liking the idea. Of, of a crown, you mm. know, like, like a crown that's this really powerful thing. Like, it's almost like he intuitively knew this doesn't sound right. Yeah. It's like he, he almost, which is very, once again, goes along with the books. Like, he was very skeptical about what the elves were doing when they were making the Rings of Power. He was not super on board mm. with it. <clears throat> so, yeah. So, I, I mean. Hmm. I don't know. What, I, what, I mean, what do you think of any of that? <laughs> I need to ask you questions. Well, no, like I said, I, I really enjoyed, I actually like the lore that they're setting up with the rings and why they're being made. I think it fits. I think it makes a little bit more sense to me. Um, as someone who doesn't really know much, too much of the lore of Lord of the Rings, like I didn't read the appendix, appendices or whatever, but, um, although I kind of want to now. Um, but I liked that. Um, it also made sense too of why you know it makes sense as to why they still get made despite Gladriel knowing because yeah. for a minute there I was like how are they gonna why you know why is she gonna let this still be made even though she knows that Sauron's involved in it and then she's like oh well, wait this is to help save the right. elves from you know ultimately it's gonna help to stop Sauron because the elves leave yeah or whatever and she and she tried to like change it a little bit she's like okay let's just throw a, let's throw a uh, a wild card in here and let's mm-hmm. make three instead three, of two, two to divide the power a little more. And, um, I like the foreshadowing. They said like one will corrupt foreshadowing the one ring, mm-hmm. two will divide, you know, three brings balance. And three's a party. I mean, brings balance. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. so yeah, I definitely liked that. Um, I don't know. I'm curious. Cause don't certain people who gets the rings initially, I know Gladiel gets one, and then Gilgalad. Right? Yeah, I don't know. Like, how are they gonna do? I feel like it'd be weird if she just got a ring of power immediately because she, in a way, it's her dagger. I mean, I guess Celebrim. If if, if Celebrimbor is handing them out, then I guess she could. But if it's Gilgalad who's in charge of them because he's the High King, 
I don't. I just don't see him giving her one, right? Yeah, well, so you shouldn't be here. I guess we'll see. But she's she is supposed to get one. Uh, Elrond eventually gets one as well. Gilgalad has one at one point too. I'm wondering if Gil- Celebrimbor is going to get one at first. But uh, at the same point, I don't know if he can because they're supposed to keep him secret. And I think Sauron's going to come back around to Celebrimbor. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to come back around. And um, I don't know if he'll be in a different form or if he'll, or if it'll just be like Celebrimbor is just kind of like that, that sort of, he's gotten that taste of working with Sauron of like. Also, he doesn't necessarily know he's Sauron yet. He doesn't know he's Sauron. And he was told not to, to treat with him by Galadriel. But Galadriel's not in charge of him. But we've also been, we've also been seeing a lot of that kind of like that mindset in Kilbrimbor of like right. power and, and making these things. And well, it's kind of mad scientist yes, feel, yes. right? Where he's like, you know, if what we're we're ma- we're making things that we've never been done before, and I'm not going to say no to that. Yes, and they didn't. She didn't give me a real good reason why not to to do that. So. Yeah, I could definitely see him making more rings with which he does. Oh yeah, but but I also I am also not sure. Like, I wasn't sure if when I saw the end, like, is are they just going to have Sauron make the rest of the rings now, or guess we'll which find they out. could do? But but we'll yeah, we'll have to out. see season two what happens. But I'm definitely really looking forward to seeing a different, um, seeing like continuing with this. Sauron as a political figure in Middle mm-hmm. Earth that's not like a Dark Lord figure yet. Yes. I like that, that aspect. That is too. very interesting. Yeah. Um, could be could be very interesting. It'll make it interesting for interesting storytelling, I, I yeah. feel. And just world building in, in general. Yeah, I think so too. So um moving on to the other side of Middle Earth. What are your how do you feel about uh Again, I mean the stranger and the heartfoots, <laughs> the wizard. Um, I actually like. I think I was. I felt the most satisfied overall with that story. Me too. There was, you know, there was like so, so many small, mo- so many little moments with uh, Gandalf. Uh, I'm going. I'm going straight for it. Um, I, you know. There's like theories out there that he's not Gandalf still. Like there's theories that he he might be a blue wizard still and that they might just be head faking us, which I'll uh, have I'll have you know, Josh, Stephanie is the one. She heard the when in doubt or something that always follow your nose. I can't remember the exact line. Uh-huh. She, she was the, the one who was like, That's Gandalf and I was like, What do you yeah. mean? She's like, he, she's he says that to to, to Mary. Yep. And I was That's like, right. Wow, I, now I now I remember why I married you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they 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 really. She loved it. Stuff loved. They're they're pouring the Gandalf stuff in so thick. I mean, he's with it's like the halflings, and then he's talking about adventures. He's like journey is uh, uh, you know, w- journey before destiny. Oh wait, wrong book. <laughs> he's like you know f- if for one person it's just a journey, adventures should be shared. Mm. And Gandalf was sharing adventures with the hobbits all the time. You know, Frodo and Bilbo, and it's with hobbits. You know, he's with right. the hobbit now. I mean, it's just. The only thing, like, some people are saying is, well, so Gandalf had this saying about, like, all his names, where he's like, in the north, I'm called this. In the south, I'm called this. In the west, I'm called this. To the east, I go not. They're going to the east. 
And so they're like, well, Gandalf said he doesn't go to the East. So why they having him go to the East? Maybe that's them telling us it's not Gandalf. Maybe we're finding out why he doesn't go East. That's what I'm thinking, right? Because he's that's that he's talk, he says that in Lord of the Rings, right? Or the Hobbit? Yeah, or yeah he says that in the Lord of the Rings. So obviously this is what's happening in the Rings of Power is happening way before Lord of the Rings. Maybe we're finding right. out why he doesn't go to the East. Well, yeah. And, and yeah, I think that. I don't. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. I think that he may. They may move up since they're already moving up when he's in Middle Earth. They may move up the rest of the wizards. Like maybe he'll meet up with the rest of the wizards in the east. Mm. Maybe that's where they like we're supposed to meet up. That'd be interesting. Um, that would be interesting because I'm like I have no clue what's going to happen in the east. There's just not a whole lot of stuff about Rune. Um, I mean, obviously, there's going to be peace in the uh, east. <laughs> peace in the east. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Middle East. It's the east. Um, oh, kind of Middle East, it's Middle Earth, so the Middle East, Middle Earth, and then the East. So, so it yeah. is. Peace All right, in the, peace got in the me there. East. Boom, peace <laughs> in the Middle East. We've solved it. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, there's not peace in the Middle East because Gandalf doesn't go back to the East. <laughs> well, and those mystics came from there, I guess, because they were like yeah, telling, so "We're going to take you there." Yeah, those are weird. So, still don't know anything about them. So it's interesting that that he's still going there, even though they were like. You're going to learn about being Sauron in the East. Obviously, um, wrong. He's not Sauron. Right. I am good. I loved it. I loved uh, that whole thing. You know, I loved, loved his, his, his uh, the conflict of like, he was trying to, he's holding on, like at the beginning of the episode, he's looking at the apple and remembering her telling him that he's good and he's here to help. And, and then he's just kind of like, you know, n- unsure. And then he loses it and they immediately start telling him. You no, know, no, no, that's not the path you're on. This is the path you're on. And uh, he see, and he seems to like momentarily kind of get, you know, into that. And then when the hobbits come to save him, Nori shows him that, no, you can choose. Yeah. Just choose, you know. I, th- I thought it was awesome. I also, I'll tell you what, because I, I started off not really caring too much for the Heartfoots, but they definitely grew on me. Yeah. Me too. The end of the season, though, in that last episode, um, I was tearing up a little bit when uh, when my man when died. Who? The heart. The the heart. Foot. Oh oh oh! Uh, Sadok. Yeah. Yeah. That whole scene yeah. of just you know, I would like to just sit a while and watch the sunrise. Yeah. Like I'm about to go wandering off trail. Like that's oh that was yeah. that was like kind of heartbreaking. I was like oh my gosh. Yeah, I was confused. I was like, well, no, Gandalf's gonna heal him. But then I guess it was mortal. It was like too bad of a wound or something, or maybe he doesn't was, know about healing yet. Well, he healed his arm, but maybe he can't heal other people, or mm. like it did take a lot for him to heal his arm. So mm. obviously, he knew that he wasn't going to be able to help him out with that because he didn't even try. <laughs> but or maybe it was one of the things where he just knew it was his, his time, time or something. Yeah, because he did give him that kind of look, that smile and nod, like you know, mm. yeah. good luck. But um, yeah, I really liked that scene in general. Like the, the, the everything prior to, and then I, just that scene really kind of solidified all of it. Just yeah, maybe like the heartfoots more. Yeah, I, I'm yeah, I'm completely won over by them. I was I was they were the thing I was most skeptical about coming mm-hmm. into the show, and by the end, um, I'm I really like them a lot. That that the scene with uh, Nori going off with Gandalf too. It was just a lot of like I loved their little conversation and um 
and I loved uh, just all the goodbyes and everything. I think that, that, that her family, Nori's family, they're just a sweet little family. And uh, there's even like, I got uh, Grey Haven's vibes, like mm. with Poppy and Nori mm-hmm. leaving. And so it's almost like Sam and Frodo, you know, Frodo leaves to go into the West. You know, I got kind of the same feeling there with all the emotions of her saying goodbye to everyone. But so it'll be interesting to see what they do with those characters. If they're, you know, are they going to continue to follow the Harfoots or is Nori just going to kind of carry that Harfoot banner? I have a feeling that Nori's just going to carry that. I think think that whole Harfoot stuff was just to set up her story with the stranger. Right. Gandalf. Yeah. So we'll see. But, um, yeah, I liked it a lot. And I, and I, and I heard someone like, it was Daniel Green, actually. He's not been as big on the show. And he was talking about, he, he called it an Ian McKellen impression. And I just rewatched it recently and I was listening to, and it wasn't an Ian McKellen. It, it was completely his own delivery of, yeah. Of I the, liked his delivery of all of that. Like, I liked too. the way he, t- when he was actually speaking, I liked it. I thought it yeah. Sounded, he definitely seemed like a wizard. And I, I did get a little bit of Gandalf vibes from him. But it wasn't like I didn't feel like he was trying to impersonate anybody. Yeah, I didn't either. I thought that was it was strange that he he saw that, and maybe that was just like his initial take. He what he what didn't want it to be Gandalf. I think it, that was part of it. I think well, a lot of people probably didn't want it to be Gandalf. Right. I learned, I did, and I'm so about it. And I mean, like I'm still where I'm at. Like, well, I I, I was at a point where I was like, whoever he is, I'm on board. But now I'm like, he really has to be Gandalf. I feel like, like he does too. Like if he, if he's not Gandalf at this point, it's I almost feel a little cheated. Yeah, exactly. I f- I'll feel like they 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 were really setting me up too much. Um, too also, much like, subversive of expectation if it's right. not. Well, you gotta like at some point you need to be able to trust the showrunners, like what they're what they're showing you. Because what did we get? We got all this for for Sauron. We got all these hints that he was Sauron and he was Sauron. He was Sauron. We get all these hints that this is Gandalf, and if it's not, then it's like... feel weird. Yeah. Yeah, so... Well, maybe Halbrand isn't Sauron. (laughs) Right. Wouldn't that be a twist? (laughs) I've heard, like, there's there's theories about about that. There's theories that, like, Halbrand is out there somewhere. He got body switched or something. But that doesn't make sense because the whole reveal is him talking about all the different things they did and said along the journey and that... Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. And that, uh, you know, it was Sauron the whole time. So, anyway. Um, what do you think about... There wasn't much with Numenor, but there was... They did kind of give the Numenor stuff a little closing out in that last episode. Well, I know that the king died. Right. Um, we had that. There was... I'm. I went meant to rewatch it because I can't remember, but there was there there was that scene between in the boat. Yeah, the queen and uh, Elendil. Elendil. I think that was a really and I remember really liking it, but I couldn't remember for some reason what what was said. Yeah, well, it was kind of it was picking up a little bit of the beat the episode before when Elendil is kind of really bitter. Mm. That he had, that he followed his impulse to trust the elves and like help the elves out, or you know, through Galadriel, um, and that it had cost him in his mind. He thinks He's his son's him. dead, mm-hmm. and um, and they you know had a pretty big defeat there 
because of the whole Mordor ex- uh, Mount Doom exploding thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they had a lot of, took a lot of casualties. Muriel's blind, you know. So he, he was like really second guessing those, that impulse, mm-hmm. you know. And so that, that scene in the boat was kind of him, kind of Mur- Muriel kind of giving him, saying, no, you did the right thing, even though I'm blind. And you think your son's dead and all this. She says uh, that her father told her the way of the faithful means um, agreeing to pay the price uh, even when the cost cannot be known or something like that. Mm. And uh, Elendil says sometimes the cost is dear, you know. And then he kind of resolves himself. He kind of says all we can do is keep serving. So it's kind of like establishing... It established that he is going to keep going in that direction. Yeah. Um, which I like that he's not like going to kind of do a little like diverging off where he kind of goes into a some kind of like grief spiral and he's like going kind of more towards the elf hating ways of the Numenorians. That would I would not have liked that. So I'm glad they did that. And Muriel, um, kind of, you know, really outs herself that she is a part of the faithful. Yes. Uh, yeah. You know. And then there, there almost was a moment with them, too, where it seemed like there was a little bit of romantic thing I also on. picked up on that. I actually felt more romantic vibes in that scene than then, I really did from Gladriel and Halbrand. I did, too. Show. I did, too, there. Because he says, like, I have you, and he says, like, my queen, and, like, she's kind of leaning on his arm for a second. Maybe that's and, how he kind of gets jumps into that king position yeah it could could be because obviously a little bit of legitimacy a little bit more yeah but yeah i'll be interested to see where that all goes i'm really interested to see what they're doing with isildur because we got no resolution there right they just left it left left that off like as far as everyone's aware isildur isildur is dead we know he's not but obviously you know what if he just like what if he ends up teaming up with halbrand yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. He's in. Uh, he's in. So he's gonna. He could team up with Adar. Like what? Team it, up with, he could be. Yeah, it, it would be interesting to see him teamed up with Halbrand because he has no clue. He has no clue, and it could be like a thing. And then that could also lead more into Isidore being so bitter towards Sauron because he's, he's deceived. You know. Yeah, I, yeah, it definitely could be. If they do it, do it in an interesting way. It could definitely be, have some uh, a lot of interesting uh, rhyming. Later on the show. Whoa. <laughs> uh, it all rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, they didn't go back to, which I guess they kind of wrapped up the dwarf stuff. As of right now, the yeah. The previous episode. But now that they, now that we've seen the finale and there's no dwarf stuff in that, it kind of, I guess it makes a little more sense that whole Balrog thing. Oh, yeah. Like, showing that, because that was, like, the kind of conclusion to their, so it kind of gives That's you this, setting up for- Give you a little cliffhanger set up foreshadowing. I still hope it doesn't happen in season two, like, full-on Balrog. Yeah, we'll see. But- um, There's a lot to look forward to. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot to look forward to. The show is- they You can just tell the, the, the creators are putting a lot of, of love and care into it, I yeah. feel. Absolutely. Um- they're trying to make a genuinely good show and a good Lord of the Rings show. You know, it's not fully accurate to lore, but that was kind of to be expected. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'll say this: like, it was enjoyable 
to be able to be there right right there at the end with everyone not knowing. Yes. Right? If if they did it the full canon way, then it would have been like, there's an elf helping Celebrimbor. We all know it's Sar- not not we all know, but like the people who have fought, who knew, knew that aspect of the lore would just be like, "There's Sauron," you mm-hmm. know. He's he's teaming up. It's one of those people. If they had you know fleshed out a character helping Celebrimbor that was an elf or whatever, so I liked that aspect of it. I'll know? have you know too. I said it from the beginning. Halbrand was pretty fair looking. You did. <laughs> 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 First thing you said was he's not dying. He's too good looking. That's exactly when we were watching. That's like what I said. He's a main character. He's too good looking. <laughs> that's another thing though. People are th- are theorizing like too is like why was Halbrand out there on a boat? Was he trying to get to Numenor? Maybe. Yeah, that's because he wanted to get yeah. to Numenor. That was like that seemed to be his original plan. Mm-hmm. Is like I'm in Numenor. I want to be in Numenor. I don't know what he would have done. Probably ended up in charge at some point. Yeah, we saw her probably. But there's also ideas that maybe he was actually trying to go repent, like go to the West or something. Interesting. And uh, repent and got turned away by a ser- with a serpent. Maybe we'll never know. Or something. Um, I think they're going to fly. I think they're going to answer some of those questions too of like, you know, I think that we're going to get some more, so we're going to get some Sauron backstory. Well, I hope that next as season. the show continues into next season and, seasons after that they continue with the quality that it's in right now yeah um definitely. they keep pouring love and care into it um i love the hour and 10 minute episodes oh yeah I just, me too nothing makes me happier than seeing that especially with see the shows being or seasons being so short nowadays yeah love seeing an hour and 10 minute episodes i love the music and i hope the music keeps slapping i agree because just slapping me right in the face <laughs> Because I mean, I was, I, I was, I've been listening to that soundtrack before the show came out. There is not a single track or a single theme, you know, like any character's theme, any, you know, location's theme that whenever it starts playing in the show, it's just so beautiful, so perfect for that. Mm. Um, character or whatever like when I hear the Elrond theme I just get all these like this is my this is that that friend that is going to stick closer than any friend whenever I hear that music it like it just exudes Elrond's like Mm -hmm. you know personality and character and the same with the dwarves and Durin and it's just a like that's that's Lord of the Rings that's like the Lord of the Rings movies quality to me I think that 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 the Bear McCreary, the composer, he achieved uh, what I didn't think would would be possible, which is to be as good as, as Howard Shore's score, I think. I mean, obviously, Howard Shore's score is so iconic that yes. um, it really depends on the show. You know, if the show, as the show continues, if it becomes this kind of culturally iconic show, then, you know... Maybe he can achieve the same level as Howard Shore, but in terms of like just it being just a really good soundtrack, it's definitely up there. Yeah, I agree. So. I have to sit down and listen to it. I used to like I like to listen to uh, soundtracks when I'm doing it's homework. A good, it's a great one, or like trying to write or something like that, or draw. I have to listen to it. Yeah, it's a good one. Maybe look at my ju- ju- creative juices flowing. Hmm. Well, 
this has been hmm, our talk on the rings of power we have come to the end yes we have um it's kind of it's kind of kind kind of sad yeah Mm, a little little sad go back and watch it all over again yeah with old halbrand firmly in view of who he really is Mm -mm -mm. we'll catch you guys uh next episode don't don't know what the next topic is going to be just yet but uh maybe we'll maybe we'll tease it on instagram we'll get our instagram going a little bit we'll tease what the next topic is going to be we'll teasey tease when we figure it out <laughs> yeah we'll tease first we'll tease ourselves <laughs> okay <but> don't say <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> you heard it here folks guys we're gonna tease ourselves <laughs> Anyway, keep an eye, keep a lookout for that. <clears throat> this has been the Bridge of Two podcast. <laughs> far, 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 far away, away bridge. bridge. <laughs> she sells seashells by the seashore. Whoa. Now you say it. She sells seashells by the seashore. I was worried for a second. <laughs> Me too. I was like, gosh, I might be stroking that, out. That's the test to see if you're human or an android. I would have had to kill you if you failed it. It's a good thing my programming, I mean, my brain really kicked in there. 